0: everybody, welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. I'm getting so close to Halloween. I know. Very close. Happy. It's moments away. Moments away. Moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots of... We've been watching horror movies like crazy with friends going to the movie theater, trying to get out to the movie theater to see some of... There's so many horror movies coming out, reading horror books. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I also uh, tonight... Tonight, because this is airing on October 21st, is Joe Bob's uh, Halloween special, oh, yeah. Friday, October 21st, uh, 6 p.m. my time, which is Pacific time, probably 9 p.m. later. So we will be itching to know... About this time, we will be itching to know what those movies are, but that that's always a lot of fun if you just want to be in the Halloween spirit. You don't even have to really like the movies, but the the skits and stuff that they the do in between, and, is and it's so good. The commentary is great, and it's also just like it's Halloween vibes. Like they usually dress up and they yeah. do all kinds of stuff that's fun. that's like that. And then I also know that next week the Cabinet of Curiosities comes out, and I've actually these are Gambler del Toros new series actually sorry it's two episodes a night from october 25th to friday october 28th the uh the entire collection of all eight stories two each night are available on netflix eight different tales a fantastical peek into the cabinet of delights existing underneath the reality we live in and that I'm I'm looking forward to that. I imagine all tales won't be fabulous, but I'm. I, it just sounds fun. Like what yeah. a great thing to watch for for Halloween week, you know?
1: Agreed. So I'm excited about that. Agreed. I have something fun. Yeah. Shannon, would you like to know? This is from Bloody Disgusting. Six of the most unusual weapons in horror movies. I would. Okay. And this article is actually called six more, which means they've had a previous article, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) They just keep finding them. Yeah. Um, So the article discusses how like through the dawn of genre cinema, Mm horror has been really good at using like really absurd things.
0: Mm -hmm. Very much so.
1: And I'm going to give you the top six for this article and what movie this comes from. Oh, Number six is corn on the cob in sleepwalkers. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually stab the person. I mean, it's intentionally campy, but they Mm -hmm. stab the person with corn on the cob. (laughs) As if. Number five, and this one was not supposed to be funny, but I found myself, ironically, I just watched this film. And when he was when the killer was utilizing this and I was watching it by myself, I started laughing out loud because it was so absurd. <laughs> so in the town that dreaded sundown, he uses a trombone. Okay. And so the guy's like pinned up against the thing. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like pushing <laughs> the trombone thing into the guy's head. And he's, is like already half dead. And then he's blown and he's got this mask on that looks like, Jason Voorhees, before he had the hockey mask, remember he had that potato sack thing yeah. uh, So he has that with two eyes, playing the trombone and like <laughs> pressing, but playing it, not just like, so it's like. So it's like the, noise and guts. It's so <laughs> terrible. And I was, I'm was i like, this is not supposed to be. What was the be, name of the movie again, sir? Uh, the Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, right. And it's one of the most absurd. They even said this is one of the cinema's most absurd death scenes. Amazing. And. Yeah, I guess I guess the victim like played the trombone, so he uses it. But it's 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 <laughs> it's hard to not laugh at it. Um, the sentinels in Phantasm, which I actually think is a really cool one. That's the little ball where the blades yeah. come out, and that was al- always freaked me out. It would like sense them.
0: Yeah, but they're right. Like really unique.
1: Yeah, and really cool. Another one of my favorites would be the holy water super soaker from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> yeah, great one. <laughs> The Candy Razor in Trick or Treat, which we were just talking oh, about when yeah. you were talking about Trick or Treat too. Um, yeah. How he, you know, he's had some some version of candy as his weapon. And then in Death Chasm, the double-sided dildo.
0: Oh, yeah. well, yes. And I have to say, I love that movie.
1: So I thought those were hilarious. But that if you have not movie. seen the, sound, the Town That Dreaded Sundown, that scene, it's not supposed to be funny. No. But- I couldn't help but laugh because he's actually is. playing the trombone as he kills. The, just the oh boy. Yeah.
0: That's when the that's kind of when the kills are fun and not realistic.
1: <laughs> and that's why this really reminds me of an 80 slasher, although the remake was 2014. The original film is from 1976. So Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's do your um, you know,
0: a little segment that we like to call.
1: I'm a I started a little early there, but <laughs> I held it for you. You
0: excited. You I used held, held that note. note. Longer. You know
1: why? Because mm-hmm. all my facts today have to do with Halloween.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Horror facts with Kath Halloween style number one. Sweet. In what year will the next full moon fall on Halloween? Okay. Number two. How much was Jamie Lee Curtis paid for the original Halloween? Hmm. $12. And 52 cents.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Number three. And free car fare to the yeah. set. <laughs> and uh, a lifetime of sequels. Yeah, right. Yeah, a career. On what date did NBC premiere John Carpenter's Halloween for the first time ever? Oh, wow. For, NBC,
0: you said? Yeah, oh, that wow. it hit
1: the air for the first time. Yeah. Number four. What is is a hollow Mm. she's going deep yeah (laughs) and then number five what percentage or what percent of people celebrate halloween by decorating their houses
0: oh my gosh
1: i think a lot of that has to do with where you live oh i'm sure because the midwest that shit's like christmas
0: for real and there's a couple of houses currently in my neighborhood that are look freaking awesome yeah we have a couple good ones but certainly too. not everybody does it yeah i i actually don't i know don't don't you know throw things at me i i don't do it <sighs> It's fine the outside i don't i don't do it
1: i do a little bit on the outside but the inside i have a lot of fun with there you go <laughs> all right so movie time go ahead you go first
0: Well, let's talk about Hocus Pocus two, because it just came out on Disney plus on Disney Disney plus. That's where I saw it anyway. It premiered, and I enjoyed the shit out of this. I did too i thought it was fun it was cheesy it was true to the original and i was so surprised that it hit uh, some emotional beats too like i was kind i mean this is disney though disney knows what they're fucking doing because it hit some emotional beats that i wasn't expecting and there was a ton of the Sanderson sisters. I thought maybe they were going to go the route of it's all going to be about them as kids and some other fucking story. It
1: was their movie.
0: It was their movie and as it should be three divas playing the Sanderson sisters are the same characters all that quirky shit they all do. (laughs) They look great. It's an easy role to age in because they're made up to the hills and they're weird anyway Uh, but I thought it was well constructed and well done and I mean a Halloween vibes for sure. I oh, mean, it's so much fun. I mean, I think I'm I'm definitely adding it to
1: my rotation for Halloween. Like watching the twofer. Yeah. I think um I love that so much of it is still filmed on a sound stage. The sets incredible, the costumes are incredible. I love that they turned um Elton John's song, uh, <laughs> you, you know, into their own. That was great, and um, the kids that they casted as the child versions of themselves were excellent. Yeah. Oh my god, the little redhead. Everything from mannerisms. Her shit to was on point. Same with Nijimi's character, yeah. like the little smirk, so little grimace. Good. They were really, really good, and I also really liked that um, the new characters were likable and didn't steal the movie from, from the witches. No. Like, they were there enough to make it a newer film and yes. bring it into the present. I was not annoyed by them. I didn't feel like they stole the show or that they were these absurd, over-the-top characters. They were there to support the story, but it was very much still about, you know... The Sanderson sisters. It so.
0: reminds me of exactly what they did with the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd and Bill yeah. Murray and everybody is that that was definitely still their movie. Mm-hmm. They were in a lot of it. It was, there were some emotional beats in it that were surprising to me in the new Ghostbusters afterlife. And yet there were new characters, but the new characters didn't steal anything away, but they were present and likable and interesting. That's so right. it kind of, to me is a lot like that. Same. Yeah. We also saw the Munsters. Yay. I would say this movie was not as successful no. to me as Hocus Pocus 2 in that, in that idea of what we were just talking about. It's a Rob Zombie film, 2022, obviously. And it's a reboot basically that follows the family of Munsters as they move to the American suburb. And I have to say the last, like, I don't know what it was, 20 or 30 minutes where they actually moved to the suburb. was my favorite part of the movie.
1: That was fun. I think for me, again, it visually is what I, lo- I loved the most. I loved yeah, the lighting that they there. used. I love the the set that they built. The costumes and the makeup were great. That's what really held me there. Uh, the movie itself, it was cute. It was funny. He was a complete buffoon. He was a complete moron. And I loved how he played.
0: Jeff Daniel Phillips as, yeah, Herman, as Herman was
1: hilarious. Yeah, they. I think the casting was great. But the movie itself was it was okay. I would watch it again in the background just because visually, it it's yeah. fun. Yes, yeah, that's probably where I
0: would go as yeah. well. I mean, I wouldn't intentionally put it on again.
1: Yeah. But, I don't know. But I, I might have it, it on just to, to, yeah, just to have it on in the background, to have the for Halloween sure. vibes, and mm-hmm. to maybe
0: catch some of the funny shit, mm-hmm. and maybe to watch it again to more to appreciate it more. My first round was not like I thought. Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster was hilarious. He was great. Like I would watch it just for him. So there's that. I'm not the hugest fan of Sherry Moon. I don't think she's the best actress. And I sort of saw that come up, but she had her moments too. So I know
1: I kind of dig her. And even though she's annoying and and not the best, um, I, I like the roles that she's casted in because she's just so absurd. Right. She's not bad to look at either.
0: You know, we all got to watch things for our own reasons. Right what else did you watch
1: now well since we're on the lightness i'll start with that first might as well i watched day shift oh yeah i've seen that oh my god okay okay so this is jamie fox dave franco snoop dogg who's hilarious in this, a hardworking blue collar dad just wants to provide a good life for his quick witted 10 year old daughter, his mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job as a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. If you want something just fun with amazing action sequences, the action scenes in this with the vampire fights are so great. Um, Snoop Dogg is flipping hilarious in this. Dave Franco is so on point, his character. I love that it's filmed in the Valley because that's home. And so there's, for me, there's like, and I don't know if you've seen it, Shannon, but they they literally take you all over the Valley. That, that part's really fun. I I thought this was a wild ride and I would watch this one again.
0: Yeah. I, um, I don't know that I would watch it again, but what I enjoyed about it, and, and not surprisingly, because the director is a pretty famous stunt actor and has a lot of martial arts training, so I actually watched it because I knew that the action would be on point. Oh my so, God, it was
1: brilliant. Because
0: that's what he has done his whole career. Like He has a black belt in Taekwondo, and he's in martial arts training since the 70s, and he's a stunt coordinator, so... And he's been a second unit director and an actor and all of that, and then and then now he's directing this movie. And so I thought, okay, well, if nothing else, the acting is going to be awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, the um, sorry, the action is going to be awesome, and it was. I completely agree. The action was awesome. So, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun, especially if you like action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch it just for that. Honestly, mm-hmm. for uh, real, I don't know about the other stuff, but the rest of it kind of cheesy for me. But uh, I watched a movie called Lou. Okay. And this is the new movie that you may have seen uh, advertised 2022. It's a crime, It's actually a crime drama with Alice and Janney.
1: Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Yeah. And I've been really looking forward to this because... I love her. I love her. I knew that one of the producers was J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was female directed. And this is definitely like Jenny is strong in this. It's not as a movie. It's not bad. It's, it was better than I expected. I love Alice and Jenny. And this definitely follow falls in the area of women of a certain age are allowed to kick serious ass. So I'm in it for that. It's like, The Jamie Lee Curtis's of the world, you know, the, I'm forgetting her name, the woman in the Terminator, like, Oh, Linda Hamilton. Thank you. Women who are of a certain age and are being cast as main characters in movies where they kick serious ass and are heroes Mm -hmm. go on a She goes on a hero's journey for sure. It's definitely the arc of misanthropic, misanthropic person. You know, does a good deed, whatever. But then it gets a little bit more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Actually, Mm -hmm. the story is a little bit deeper. And um, the only thing we ever spoil, at least for me, the only thing I ever spoil is about animals. And the dog does not die. So, if you're watching that movie, okay, (laughs) and you're afraid, and you will definitely be, if you're an animal lover like we are, you will definitely be afraid that the dog is going to die. But the dog does not die. That is good to know. So if you can just watch and not be anxious about that piece of it, I like to spoil that for people. You don't like that. You know, don't listen. But I care about that and so does Kathy. Yeah, so, I appreciate that. Um, if there's animal violence in a movie, I'm going to give a trigger warning. And if, if an animal dies, I'm going to tell you it's going to die. Because you know what? That usually does not take away from any kind of a plot <laughs> generally. It's right. definitely ancillary most of the time. So, But I wanted to mention that movie because I, I, I want to support uh, projects that have that woman of a certain
1: age kick and serious ass. So I love that. Yeah. I watched a movie, a 2022 movie called All Eyes. It's a Brothers Greenlee film. A disgraced podcast host interviews an eccentric farmer who claims to have a monster living in the woods near his house. <laughs> Man, this movie is not what you think. Oh, no nice. It is so... Cra- so, it's actually split into two stories. Okay. At the beginning of the film, and I won't give anything away, I'm just going to give like generalizations so people um, know. Because when you start to watch it, you're like, I'm not really sure. Is this supposed to be a drama? Like, where? Because there is a lot about grief, okay? And both of them are experiencing grief in a different way the podcaster and this older man that he ends up uh, going out to this farmhouse to interview. And the first is like this friendship that develops between. Uh, Alan and Don, the two characters, right? And it's kind of icy and strange from the beginning. And then they start to grow this like little crazy bond. And we find out that the reason why Alan is there is because Don has, is um, a a widower and he has lost his wife to what he believes is this like monster or creature in the woods. okay? Okay. And so you're not really sure whether to believe him or is he just going through some extreme grief when Alan, the longer Alan is there, he starts to experience some of these similar things. Right. And then as the story progresses and now you're like really attached to both of these characters, something happens to Don. I won't tell you. And all of a sudden Alan is brought into this crazy reality of this home that Don has built out of his conspiracy and all of a sudden it turns into this blood gushing horror film <laughs> Okay, where you're like, that is what no. I thought I was coming. But the transition makes sense. And what I love so much is that it still stays true to it being a film about grief, but you wax and wane between feeling for these characters and laughing so hard right so but the comedy doesn't always when films like this when they try to merge those it doesn't always work mm-hmm. but the comedy almost ends up being like i can't believe this is still happening to these two and you're kind of laughing but crying from like yeah, i cannot like, believe they're still good. yeah right? and and the the scenes that are very tormenting to watch go on and they they don't heal quickly from wounds. Okay. (laughs) And then it ends and it ends very sweetly. And the way that they tie it all together, you're just like, I don't know what I just watched, but I (laughs) really liked that. (laughs) And so the main story is between these two, Alan and Don, I I really would like to hear what you think about it. Yeah. It's a good one.
0: Nice. Was it a, do you remember, was it a shutter movie? I think
1: I rented it on prime for like $3. It was an independent. I tried to see it when it was in the theater and then it was only in like a couple theaters and it left really quickly. And then it just popped up on prime. I'm like, Oh, there
0: it is. There it is. Bye, bye, bye. I'm glad to hear it. Okay. Uh, the last movie I'm going to talk about today is a movie called sissy, which is a 2022 movie that was on shutter. Premiered on shutter recently anyway. And you know it's billed as a horror comedy. It's not not funny in that sense. Like if you're, uh, go, I mean, there are some funny elements along the way, I guess. But I wouldn't say it's a horror comedy. But I understand them wanting to bill it that way because it's very much a Gen Z movie, and I know that. Um, That is a popular genre uh, throughout time, but certainly in Gen Z. So I understand that it might have been part of the marketing to do that. I'm not sure. But anyway, Cecilia and Emma were tween age BFFs who were going to grow old together and never let anything come between them until Alex arrived on the scene. Twelve years later, Cecilia... Our main character basically is a successful social media influencer living the dream of an independent modern millennial woman. I've been watching a lot of these social media horror movies lately. So I feel, (laughs) I feel like I'm getting a sense of the, uh, the, the subgenre that we're growing here. This is an Australian movie, by the way, until she runs into Emma for the first time in over a decade. So you get this feel like it's that 10 year reunion piece of thing where you're reuning, reuning. I don't even know if that's a word with people that traumatized you. Basically Emma invites Cecilia away on her bachelorette weekend at a remote cabin in the mountains, which I have to say is completely awkward because none of them are even still friends. And It's really awkward from the get go. And where Alex is there and proceeds to make Cecilia's weekend a living hell because it's Alex's house. I think that's the character's name anyway. So it's like. And then things are revealed that we didn't know, which I won't spoil before. So it sort of sets up this very. This character of Cecilia, who the young woman, Aisha D, who plays. Um, or Asia D, actually, I believe is her name. And I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. But she is excellent. Like, I thought the main character... She was. W- I mean, I thought the acting was really great. I it thought was. she was really good. And I and the empathy that she got like, from me in the first half of this movie helped me try to enjoy the rest of the movie. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I would say in general that the second half of this movie is a, basically like a rubric for the, a Gen Z slasher movie mm-hmm. kind of like what they're doing nowadays it's very, very much about bullying very much about you know young women bullying each other and how awful that can be and then getting that revenge but then also mental health issues you know all of those themes are there and I'm just seeing those over and over and over again mental health issues bullying girls you know yeah like those those three things are just happening a lot in the movies and I would say the second half of this was a bit of fun because of those slasher elements
1: I mean it's not something I would watch again but yeah I I mean it was a it was certainly weird but I did like it, it, the topic and the the story really centers around uh, so much of what we're seeing today in social media and influencers and all and you, you know you and I talked about the yeah. toxic positivity and all of that. So it's very timely to, I think what we're seeing.
0: Yeah. I just see the cultural relevance of it. Yeah. And I'm seeing these themes over and over again. And so I pointed out the things that I like, but, yeah. but it's not necessarily, if you like those things and you're into those, the things I mentioned, then go for it. Other than that, like I'm, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So let's get some answers to our question
1: <laughs> hmm. Shannon, what year will the next full moon fall on Halloween? 20... 42. two. Twenty thirty-nine? You weren't. <laughs> <far> <laughs> so <off.
0: close>. Yay. <laughs> I wonder Yeah. Hmm. When was well, we don't know
1: when the last one was, but number two. How much was Jamie Lee Curtis paid for the original Halloween? Hmm. So it
0: wasn't $12 and 66 cents. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, 10 grand, eight grand. You're getting so close. <laughs> that was just a really good guess, I guess. I don't know. I was just thinking the time period and, you know,
1: Um. to answer your question, the year 2001 saw a full moon on Halloween.
0: Okay. So it's like, literally 38 years between that's
1: well no that's when t- well. 2001 and then I think it was 2020 and now 2039 so it's like every 19 years it looks like something like that
0: oh 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 oh, oh. gotcha gotcha gotcha
1: number three on what date did NBC premiere John Carpenter's Halloween the first time it ever hit the air <laughs> I really have no idea well think about it the season and the year. You could, it's probably a good guess. So what year did it come out? 78? Something like 78 that. 78 or 79. I mean the movie. Yeah. Uh, 1982. October 30th, 1981.
0: Ah, it was kind of close. I mean, I knew October, but like,
1: okay. Number four. What is a hallow or hollow? I think it's a river. It's a saint or holy person. Oh,
0: okay. I was thinking holler. <laughs> ah. Like a valley, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I was guessing.
1: Obviously. Obviously. Number Mm. five. What percent of people celebrate Halloween by decorating their houses? 12. 68%.
0: In America? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: That's what I'm saying. You got to think. think Your
0: part of the neck of the woods is holding down the fort. East Coast and Midwest go crazy. Midwest is holding down the fort. And I don't know if that's like a false sense of safety or. (laughs) Because I think, I don't know. When I was a kid, lots of people decorated.
1: So maybe it was more than, I I don't know. know. I I don't know. I know in in Michigan, there's this diehard still. So, yep. And East coast, like, you know, just where the weather gets colder and there's that feeling and the burnt leaves. I think it's just a very different thing. Yep.
0: Fair. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you all for listening. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. We very much appreciate you.
1: My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.